Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. A lot of you guys told me it was going to be a long, tedious, uncomfortable process, and I didn't believe you because I'm on the lowest dosage of Effexor, so I thought, eh, not going to be that hard. Man, was I wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys uh, have been listening at all, I'm trying to get off this uh, anti-anxiety that I started 20 years ago when I started The Burt Show, as I've mentioned. Uh, I was so incredibly nervous that this was not going to work out at all. This was my first shot at hosting a, uh, a show, and I was so anxious about it that uh, I just wasn't myself. And my doctor's like, you need to chill out, all right? Just chill out. So let's get you on some drugs. And I'm like, did you say drugs? It's- <laughs> so I started taking this Effexor in the smallest amount, and I was supposed to build up, and uh, I never did. I just took the smallest amount, and I've been on it for 20 years. So to make a very long story short again, um, I just don't know that I need it anymore. It's been so long and I'm not in that pressure filled situation nearly as much. I'm in a different place in my life. I'm super happy. I don't consider myself an anxious person, but I, at the end of the day, really am not sure. <laughs> I don't know because it's been so long. So I've been uh, weaning myself off of this Effexor, uh, use it with um, my doctor kind of guided me throughout the whole process. Which is the way you should do it for sure. Yeah, a lot of people say they go cold turkey and mm-hmm. that's dangerous right there, y'all. I mean, just do a simple Google search. And again, because mine is so small, I'm on 37 and a half milligrams. There are some people that have hit me up saying they're on 200 milligrams. So when they tried to wean off of it, it took them six months to a year. My mind don't work that way, though. Um, I'm not very patient, which is probably why I'm on the effector. <laughs> so my doctor said he wanted me to take a pill on a Monday, then take Tuesday off, and then take a pill on Wednesday. So that was the initial blueprint. And I started to do that, and I'm good for about, I guess, about 12, 13 hours before uh, it really starts to hit me. And so I went online and I started doing some more research on a better way to wean myself off of it. And the Mayo Clinic, they they know something about it. So I've been following their directions of trying to get off of it. And this weekend was just brutal, you guys. Anybody that's been on these that have, have tried to get off it can understand this. When you're getting off of it, your eyesight is a split second behind your head. That's the first thing. You're in this constant fog and... It's hard to explain, but you can almost hear yourself blink. I get it. Do you? Because when I got on the Lexapro, like that first two weeks, it's, it's, you're delayed. 
Yeah. Everything, like you're in a fog and you're delayed. Now, fortunately, when I was getting on, that lifted after two because everything kind of regulates. So right now your body is trying to regulate without the medication. And so that's why there's like this human delay. Yeah. The withdrawals are tough, man. And uh, I'm not saying... Don't get on these drugs if you really need them. I'm just saying there's going to be a day maybe that you're going to get off of it, and it's not an easy process. And just from a guy taking the minimum, struggling to get off of it, I can only imagine how much if you're uh, if you're taking way more than this, how tough it's been. Uh, I didn't want to get off the couch this week. I mean, you're literally getting off drugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you literally are weaning yourself off of drugs. So it's been a it's been a difficult journey. Uh, yesterday was really tough for me on the show, uh, and as the words are trying to come out of my mouth, I realize I'm struggling today as well. <laughs> <laughs> Is this just your way of telling people, hey, if I sound stupid, it's not because I'm stupid. It's because I'm weaning myself off of drugs. Well, two things can be true. but i find myself a little bit more irritable the last week also and we haven't noticed (laughs) uh so bear with me again and i'm giving myself some grace here also like once it's actually out of my system i'll give myself 30 or 60 days and realize like if i'm just wound super tight and i'm not enjoying my life then I'm just going to get back on this and go, okay, I'm not trying that again. <laughs> um, but I really do have sort of this um, this view of life, like I, I want to enjoy it, but I also want it to be drug-free. Uh, I and, appreciate that. And I'm certainly in the camp of like, there are no solutions. There are just trade-offs. So taking this effects or is taken away in other areas also. And I just want to live cleanly for a little bit and see how it goes. So I know you guys have never struggled with this kind of thing before, right? Coming no. up and coming off of it. No, never experienced anything like it. Can't even imagine it actually. Yeah, it's really difficult to explain to people that haven't been on it before, but it's almost like living in a surreal world sometimes. It's interesting because when we were out to dinner this weekend, I was actually talking to Kristen and Cassie about possibly getting on, on the drugs. Mm-hmm. And it's funny watching you get off because I'm like, okay, well, if it doesn't work for me, I'm going to have to go through your exact process right now. So it's made it it's made it a little bit more difficult for me to actually make that decision to get on it. Well, I will say in the beginning, uh, it's not as bad. Like if you have to change medications in the very beginning, I don't think your body is addicted to it just yet. So changing yeah. from one to the other, there shouldn't be that fear. I wouldn't imagine you would experience what Bert, because Bert's been on his for 20 years. Yeah. So don't let that scare you. Yeah, okay. I feel I feel like it wouldn't it wouldn't have been so ingrained in your in your body system yet. I, I will say this also. Granted, that- we're not doctors, so probably talk to doctors <laughs> about that. Yeah, I'm gonna WebMD it actually. <laughs> I will say this also for those of you nervous on getting on it, like Abby, because you don't want this to happen when you get off of it. In looking back at it all over again, I would do the same thing that I did 20 years ago. Yeah, I'm not bummed that this is a tough process to get off. For 20 years, it's taken the edge off, and I've loved it. And I may get back on it, um, but I wouldn't have changed it. Yeah. Well, you keep talking about, like, the trade-off. Like, it, it, there's no solutions, just trade-offs. Like, mm-hmm. what has been the trade-off with taking the medication? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you, what the side effects uh, as far as is it affecting my kidney? Is it affecting my liver? I'm not exactly sure, to be honest with you. But you can't put anything in your body without it affecting another area. Okay. But... As I said, I would do it all over again. Okay, so noted. Do, do you, boo. And I'm over here like, <laughs> whatever side effects happen, baby, I ain't living life without legs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
The Burt Show. All right, Mo, so you're uh, struggling with loyalty here a little bit, and that's a major one for you. I am, I'm down bad, and I, uh, I, I have to make what I believe to be one of the hardest decisions that a man has to make in his life, and it's a question of loyalty versus principle, I believe. So I have been in a, a, some kind of standoff, if you will, with my barber for like three months now, and he's winning. He's, 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 he's winning the standoff because I am struggling and questioning if I should actually go back to the same barber I've had. All right, this is a guy you don't want to mess with because he could really jack your head up. That's the thing. <laughs> barbers are big on loyalty, aren't they? Very big. Are yeah. they? Very oh, big. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's yeah. not like a hairstylist that we've talked to on the show before saying, look, if, we're, if you're in my salon and you're getting your hair cut by me and then you end up going somewhere else, don't even bother me. Nah, That's cool. I know barbers who have literally stopped cutting people's hair because they went to a different barber for a different occasion. Like, they, they take that very, very personally. So then when you come back in to get your hair cut, um, after seeing somebody else, they immediately know who will immediately say something. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I literally have friends who have gone through that where they've been like, what, what I saw it on Instagram. What was that about? Or who cut your <laughs> hair last? Like, cause they can tell, you know, every barber has a different kind of style to them. The yeah. way, so they can tell if someone is like when a dog smells another dog on you, like <laughs> that, where you been. So I've, but I have only had two barbers in my entire life because the, it goes the other way too. Once you find a barber, you, you really like, you stick with them. I mean, that's, that's just how it goes. So when I came to Atlanta, it was the first time in my life I had to actually find a new barber, which that was when I realized, like, this is a big deal because you got to go to different people and people have to learn your hairstyle. And some people like to talk more. Some like to talk less. The location, like all of these things matter. So it kind of worked out for me where I ended up having a barber who was willing to come by because this was like when I was brand new. I didn't really know my way around. So he's like, I'll just come by you. We'll take care of it. So that was almost six years ago now that I've had this barber. And, and we have changed absolutely nothing about our routine for the six years that we've been there. So it's just been convenient. I've never even considered going to a different barber. Oh, it's the longest relationship you've ever had. Oh, <laughs> That's a fact, and I just depressed me. I didn't, <laughs> didn't realize that, but yes, well, you, I was consistent. Your barber also doesn't live with you. That's true. You can extend point. that relationship. Gives me my space. <laughs> so uh, he comes to me. A few months back, and I knew it was coming eventually because, I mean, inflation, right? It's a part of the business. Yeah. You got to know it's happening. I think I got a little comfortable in the fact that he only did it to me once. Like he, I think maybe our third year together, he went up 20 bucks or something like that. I was like, not a problem. Let's do it. So then the next couple of years go by and there's, there's no talk about it. So the last time he was cutting my hair out of nowhere, he's like, hey, man, um, the next time I come here, we're going to have to change the price. Uh-oh. So I'm like, all right, what are we talking? $10, $20? Where, where we at? What you, what, you, what you going up? And he's going up more than half <gasps> of what he was already charging. What? You can't do that. Like, That's how I felt. You, like, yeah. you can if you got more clients that want to come on. I mean, this is capitalism right here. I mean, yes, you can. But for, like, your loyal clients, like somebody that you've been seeing for six years, you don't more than double the price. That's how I felt. Now, I did try to give him benefit of the doubt in the fact that I realized that there was a year or so where he did not go up. So mm -hmm. even if he charged me double of what I felt like was a fair inflation price, I, I would take it. But this felt more like a shakedown. I yeah. don't know why, but it just felt like, I feel like you can do it, so I'm going to charge it. And so I wasn't sure what to do, because your price is your price, right? Like, that's how I see independent business. I'm not going to try yeah. to negotiate your price. If that's your price, you're standing on it, good for you. I got to figure out if I'm willing to pay it or if I have to go somewhere else. 
So I really was unsure of what to do because of the fact that we've had like a um, the kind of business relationship where we both are very lenient with each other. Like I've never forced him to be extremely professional. Like if you got to bring your kids, bring your kids. If you're late, you're late. Drink all my snack, my water, eat all my snacks. I don't care. This is kind of our business relationship here. So, so it just so felt you're like not, it worked. You're not going into a place. He's coming over to your place? Right. Okay. So then... It was no warning. That was the other part that kind of bothered me a little bit. Like, I could have felt like if you'd have said, Joe, uh, the next cut, we're going to keep it the same. But two weeks from that, we're going up. But to say, like, the next time with no type of warning or no anything, I was like, this just doesn't sit right with me. And how often do you do this? Twice a month. Wow. Twice a month? Twice yeah, a month. That's a lot. So What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy town. I don't think it's crazy town. Why Twice a month? Yeah, I just think it's business. Yeah, Now, for dude's hair, they, it grows so fast. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we want to believe that we're a loyal client, but it sounds to me like he's got other clientele now that he's brought on at this new price. So it, he's taking a look at him driving over to your place, doing it at your place, and he's like, I'm losing money on this deal compared to what I make. And it's just business for him. So here's what I did, and I was wondering if it was a sign because I prayed over it. That's what I do when I can't make a, a decision. I just prayed over it. I said, God, you let me know what the sign is, and I'll go from there. And then I started to shop around. I asked a few people how much their barber would charge for in-home visits. And of the three barbers who, I'm at, who I asked, one had the same exact price he did. The other two were a little cheaper. So if I were to tip them, because, you know, you got to tip your barber well. You can't play with your barber. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would be paying pretty much exactly what he's charging me before tip. And then that made me think, maybe this is a little too much. And, and then I went on Twitter. And I saw a viral tweet, and I was like, could Twitter actually be the sign that God gave me? <laughs> I saw a viral tweet that, ironically, it was some guy saying that his barber did the same exact thing to him, and the prices happened to match up exactly what he was charging me before compared to what he wants to charge me now. And 90% of the comments were like, this guy is out of his mind. There's no way. No barber. Wait, they, like, they were saying, why were you even paying the first price? Like, even that was too much. Mm -hmm. So the second price is way too much. And then I felt like that was my sign. That is my sign that I need to move on. But that seemed, moving on seemed a lot easier three months ago when I was getting haircuts. <laughs> I, I have been down bad. I don't know if y'all noticed, I have not, not worn a hat. <laughs> I have had uh -uh. on every second of my life. <laughs> haven't even noticed. Because I'm down so bad. <laughs> so I'm stuck in a standoff with my barber and don't really know exactly what I'm going to do. You're not going to win this one. I know. You're either going to pay it or you got to see somebody new, man. Yeah, that's the kind of it. That's the way we going. Is this your way of like putting it out in the universe? Like, hey, anybody listening, if you're a decent barber, hook me up and call as, me. As Bird said, two things can be true. <laughs> <laughs> The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Sunday night, America collectively felt like, mm, are we interrupting something here? Because Usher and Alicia, Alicia Keys looked very cozy up on stage. And everyone's wondering, how did Alicia Keys' husband really feel about her and Usher canoodling during their performance of My Boo? But before that performance even happened... Something else happened with Alicia Keys. And I think we are watching the Mandela effect happen in real time. If you don't know what the Mandela effect is, it's basically when a large group of people misremember a significant event or share a memory of an event that did not actually occur. But in this case, we're actually getting scammed by the Internet. So right before Alicia Keys and Usher did their performance of My Boo, she had this gorgeous performance. She's got this long um, red dress. She's at a piano and she's singing If I Ain't Got You. But the problem is 
Alicia was having a hard time finding the keys. She got there eventually. <laughs> she warmed up. We just took a misstep out the gate. <laughs> I didn't even catch it live. Oh, you didn't? I think I was just looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> she was mesmerized. Oh. I didn't even catch it. She looked amazing. And I was at a bar, so I couldn't really hear. After. We were all singing, so we couldn't even hear her. So when I saw this on the internet later, I was like, oh, yikes. Maybe you're singing through her all. Uh, honestly, I, it was probably my voice. Somehow it got carried into Las Vegas. So then when the actual halftime performance was posted later onto YouTube, I guess NFL or Apple Music decided to clean it up just a little bit. Isn't that neat how they yeah. did that? I wonder if Alicia Keys was behind that. If she called the NFL and she's like, hey, something you can do about this. <laughs> I mean, it happens to everybody. It just sucks that it happened at the Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's what I was wondering. Like, how often do they do it? Maybe it's something they do before they make the YouTube, the official YouTube video. Because I thought that I was tripping when I watched the YouTube version yesterday, but I recorded the Super Bowl on uh, a different app. So mm -hmm. when I went back and watched the original, I was like, oh, okay, little, little <laughs> magic took place. Look, if I'm the artist, I love this. I mean, it's going to live online yeah. forever, so why not? No, I know. Anybody who's ever done some kind of performance or even like on this show, when you make, make one little mistake, yeah. you wish you could just go back and tweak it, like having a little racer. So I love this for Alicia, but it is making me question yeah. everything that's ever been posted on the internet. Yeah, everybody messing with Alicia going, oh, just keep it the way it is. You're the same people using Facetune all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right after she had that performance, she joins Usher on stage, or she, her and Usher start singing together. They start performing My Boo, and it got a little spicy. Usher wrapped his arms around her. They're swaying back and forth and we were all kind of mm. like oh my, what's going on here? Like hello? And a lot of people were like well how, how does Alicia Keys' husband feel about this? And so of course Twitter blows up with everyone you know having conversations about you know Swizz we want your response. And so finally he came out on Instagram and he said y'all talking about the wrong damn thing. Y'all don't see that amazing dress covering the entire stadium. Lots of emojis. Tonight's performance was nothing but amazing with two amazing giants. Congrats, Usher, and my love, Alicia Keys. That song is a classic. We don't do negative vibes on this side. We make history. Okay. Peace sign. Okay. I was so floored by the backlash. Like, Look. this is a performance. Yeah. Like, these are two artists up there performing. Like, I, it really, people can't separate real from fantasy. And, like, the Super Bowl halftime show, that's all fantasy out there on the field. Mm -hmm. Like, just because they, like, they hugged like that or whatever, does that, it, it, it's no disrespect to Swizz. It's it's not, it doesn't mean like there's anything going on. I mean, for God's sake, the man got married right after that. I <laughs> <laughs> sure, right? I, I think the backlash came from, from one, it's like people were watching it with a magnifying glass because Usher's known for it and because of all of the Kiki Palmer situation that happened and just because Alicia Keys is so famously married that people felt like they're maybe rubbing her butt a little bit twice and then the holding her was like, that was a bit much. Like, you could have did without that. But it, it also strikes me as like, oh, okay, so let's calm down on her and her relationship, but not him and his relationship. Oh, he took some heat, too, on, on Twitter. He did? Yeah, they, they went at him for, like, getting married right after that as well. Okay. Again, I, I, I just thought it was part of the drama. show. People oh, love for drama. Sure. And most of us live at about a ninth grade level. Um, so uh, we're trying to look for the negativity anywhere they can find it, and that's where people were landing that night. But Swiss handled it like exactly like he was yeah. supposed to. They, I mean, what else is he going to say? Yeah, a class act. And speaking of, oops, well, we, I will tease my next thing then. How did Dolly Parton feel about L. King's drunken tribute to her a few weeks back? I'll tell you what she said on your next Eva's on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. As a parent, you wouldn't want to believe it. 
No way my kid is capable of that. Bullying somebody else at school. That's not what I taught my kid. It'd be a hard pill to swallow. Really tough, right? And you couldn't help but take that personally. So what do you do if it is your kid that is doing the bullying? So this mom is going viral after documenting the way that she decided to discipline her daughter after her daughter decided to, I guess, follow some of the other kids in the classroom and start bullying this one particular kid and saying bad things about her hair and things about the way that she was dressed. So the mom uh, took video of herself and her daughter. Now, never it is interesting face, to note that she never showed her face or the other child's face. She only showed her daughter walking while they were in a store because she was putting together like a gift basket, which had a card in it, apologizing. It had candy in it. It had a bear in it, things like that, that she was uh, making her daughter go to the school the next day and actually give the child that she bullied. And on top of that, she even called the child's parent to apologize. And she also offered to give up a hair appointment that she already paid for for her own daughter and give it to the daughter who uh, was doing was bullied. I was calling you um, to let you know that I wanted to pay to take your daughter to get her hair braided um, from one of my friends who braids my kids hair. And um, I wanted her to take my daughter's spot because I pay for my kids, but I told my daughter, I said, since you wanna talk about people's hair and you wanna bully somebody, I'm going to give her your spot. So she got her, she gave her the hair appointment, she gave her the gift basket, she gave her like some uh, Krispy Kreme donut money, just a bunch of little things just to say, I'm sorry. And I would say uh, after reading the comments, maybe 80% of them were positive, but there were like 20% of parents who felt like this was going too far as far as recording it. I think a lot of the parents had an issue with that. And just going out of your way to spend this money and, and film your daughter having to go this far in order to apologize for being bullied. And different parents had different takes on how they felt like this was handled. Yeah, I'd be in the 80% on this mm -hmm. one right here. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, Like you said, they never show the faces of anybody right that. But anybody in that circle knows who it is. So there's going to be some embarrassment. And quite honestly, if that was my kid that did the bullying and they're going to be a little bit embarrassed by this, too bad. Don't do it next time. Um, I got no problem with it at all. In fact, in fact, I think it's a great, a great example for kids and parents. As I said at the outset, a lot of us, I mean, you have to. You have to take some ego in your parenting. So when your kid does something like this, you take it personally. And how many parents have we seen that does that do nothing at all or blame it on somebody else. She took responsibility for her whole family. Yeah, I mean, she definitely could have done this without filming a thing, right? Um, and they could have gone to the store and got the gift basket and gone to the school and given it to the little girl that was being bullied and then given her the hair appointment. However, I think bullying is so prevalent and it's, um, it's so bad right now, especially with social media, that something like this is very important. And to show to parents that you need to intervene when you know your child is being a bully because um, while some people thought it was over the top, what happened to that little girl and those people making fun of her hair? That's going to leave, that could potentially leave a lasting impression. And I mean, and Abby can speak to this. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember every single instance of any time somebody tried to put me down intentionally. And so I think it's important that other parents set the example for other parents because I guarantee you the 20% of people in those comments are the exact type of parents that would enable this kind of behavior by saying, well, my child would never do that. Because with the people that would come after me when I was a kid, 
it wasn't shocking that that was the kind of behavior they had when you met their parents. So I think it's important mm-hmm. when, I think it's important that other parents are setting an example of what to do when you find out that your child is the problem. For those of you that don't get to listen as much, Abby was very, very upfront with us last week saying that she had a very, very tough time in school because she was getting bullied all the time. Yeah, I mean, like in high school, I literally got in a car accident on my way to high school graduation and people were tweeting about how funny it was. Like I, I could do a whole dissertation on like the... The, the horrible things that happened to me in high school, but I, A, I don't want to cry on air, and B, it's just not worth reliving. But it, looking back on my high school years, it is shocking to me the kind of malice that people have, and there's no repercussions for it. Did anybody ever apologize to you? Never, not once. And there was a moment where I, where me and this one girl had hugged it out and I thought like, oh my God, like things are going to get better. And then two months later, she's tweeting about how funny it is that I'm on the side of the road with my, with my car all busted mm-hmm. up. So, you know, I'll say this too, as a parent, um, you won't see this initially cause your kid's going to be really pissed at you for embarrassing them. Your kid will respect you for doing this at some point or another. They will be mad right now, but the fact that you as a parent took charge and made it right for the whole family, your kid's going to respect you at the end of the day. And there were a lot of parents in the comments that um, were in similar situations as Abby who felt like not only was this some sense of like closure for them, but it also inspired them as parents, which is why in this case, normally I can understand how people don't uh-huh. like the recording, but this was such a unique response. And the fact that she never showed any of the kids, I think a lot of other parents will now watch this and go, that is not a bad idea at all. Yeah, if you're getting 80% positive comments, you've won. On the, sure. in, on the internet. <laughs> For sure. Well, I think it's so common now to hurt somebody and not apologize. Yes. Like, a, a, apologizing is not a weakness. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, it's a strength. So, if you screw up, if you make a mistake, if you hurt somebody's feelings, I know it can be, you know, embarrassing, but you got to get over that. Like, just, just apologize. Sure. You don't know how far that's going to go. 100%. The Burt Show. All right, Bree here. Listener Bree needs our help here because she's holding on. She's holding on. She's met a guy. She's feeling it. This dude is about to leave the city, and she's wondering, how do I grab onto him before he takes off? How do I establish what we have? Hey, Bree. Hey. Good morning. Okay, so tell us about this dude. Tell us about the history, and you got a big old decision coming up. Okay, so I met him 12 years ago when I got divorced. My sister introduced me to him. Um, Things didn't work out between us back then. Fast forward to now, um, I was in a relationship, and and it was a 10-year relationship, ended it, and reconnected with this guy. Well, I later find out he is going off to Africa for about, he doesn't know how long, but it's up to a year contract. I'm confused. I don't know what we are, so I don't know if I have to ask him Mm -hmm. what we are or just let it go and see what happens after a year, or should I wait? Just show up in Africa. (laughs) Right. Can he commute? Yes. He's really not showing a lot of um, commitment here. (laughs) Um, So you guys have been officially talking and dating for a month? About, we probably reconnected back in December. Okay. And he's taking off. Okay. But, okay. So he's he's taking off. Isn't this something like, all right, Bert and Mo, like this conversation is his responsibility. Like he knows that they're, like if you're the person who is leaving, isn't it on you to bring this up and have this conversation with your significant other as to what the future of your relationship is going to be while you're in Africa for the next year? 
If you're into it. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. Go for it. I think it is your responsibility if you want to have it. I mean, if you you don't want to define it for whatever reason you do not, I don't think you bring it up. I think you, if it doesn't, it's kind of we're across that bridge if, if it comes. But I would say, yes, I do agree with you. If you are into the relationship and you are leaving, you should bring it up. Brittany, when is he planning on taking off? He has not got the email yet. Okay, so he's maybe he's- so it's we're talking about days or weeks before he's got to make that decision. He was supposed to leave back in January, and it got postponed. Okay, so he's he's showing you and telling you everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean you, you're trying to like, well, what is this relationship? What is it not? Kristen and Mo nailed it. I mean, if he was really into it, he would have already had this conversation with you. So mm-hmm. he's going to take the job. He's not as serious about this as you are, or he would have already brought it up. Well, I think there's something to be said about the fact that there's not a leave date yet. Yeah. I think a, most guys I know in their mind are just kind of like, well, I don't, I don't know when I'm leaving yet, so I don't need to have the hard conversation yet. The longer they can put it off, the longer they. they can put it off the better. That's for sure. Um, way back in the day, I was dating somebody, um, and we were in a relationship, and I was planning on going to University of Miami. I got accepted, right? And I was all excited about it. And like three days later, she's like, so you're going to Miami, and I'm going to be here in San Diego. What are we doing? <laughs> and then she said, I'll tell you what we're doing. We're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was right. I unfortunately never went to Miami and lost a really good girl. <laughs> yeah, if I'm being honest and I'm in a situation like this and I know that I'm going very far, if I yeah. want this relationship to, to remain, then it's the first conversation I'm going to have. But right? if, I, if I'm if i kind of iffy about it, I, I probably won't have it until I'm boarding the flight. All right. So, Bree, mm-hmm. if I were you, I would not say anything. And then once he has a date and the longer go, if he doesn't say anything to you, I think that speaks of volumes. Or... I'd say something today. Same way my girlfriend did back in high school. Spell it out. Like, all right, so you're heading out to Africa. If that's the case, then what are we going to do with the next four weeks? And then you've got to make a decision. Like, do you want to stay involved here knowing that it has an expiration date or cut it loose? I mean... I'm too stubborn. It's his responsibility to bring this up. He's the one leaving. He needs to bring up this conversation. But if you go that route and he doesn't bring it up and you're still going to talk to him, then you spend the next four weeks yeah. in limbo not really oh. knowing what's going on. <sighs> yeah, who's got that kind of time? I think you got to bring it up, but you've got to go in with the lowest of low expectations. So if he does have an adverse reaction, kind of like, oh, well, you know, then you, then you have already... One in my mind. Like, you brought it up. You got your answer. He was going to push things down the road. And you got to find out a, as soon as possible. So I say bring it up. I don't know why I feel like she should just dig in today and just go, <laughs> clearly you're going to Africa. You haven't said anything. So, hey, it's been a really, really fun time. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs> That's good, though. I mean, why not? That'll make him make a decision on the spot. I mean, he's kind of already said that. Yeah, he has. How you feel about that, Bree? I feel like I'm going to do it. Oh, hey. Hey. All right. No, you weren't, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. I mean, I think I think I'll do. I'll, I think I'm going to wait for him to bring it up. Mm. That's not what we take our celebration back. I know, right? She's Team KK. She's Team Team KK. I feel like I'm Will Ferrell. Let's go streaking. And she's not behind me at all. You are naked all by yourself. (laughs) Okay, uh, you can wait. Yes. You can wait, but you're still going to have it open-ended for the next four weeks, which is what you called us with initially. Yes. Can we check in? Brie, so Valentine's Day is tomorrow. 
Yes. So we're going to check in with you after Valentine's Day and see how things are going, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. Go break up with his ass. No. Ruin Valentine's <laughs> Day. Right. Save yourself some time. She's you know? like, I want my chocolates. <laughs> it's the bird show. <laughs> Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta? Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years. It's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or an anniversary, May I recommend an Atlanta United match? So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So, of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match, and I got to enjoy delicious wine, and I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base, because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. The Burt Show. Do you have a black-owned business? This seems like a pretty good month right here to kind of try to help you out. Yeah, all you have to do is go to theburtshow.com and uh, you'll see our slider. You click on it. There's a form you fill out and you could be selected next week to be featured on The Burt Show. So it's just free advertisement on air, on social media, just to help support your black business during Black History Month. All right, Lisa here wants to be on The Voice Disguiser, and she's a little curious, kind of thinking that her man might be messing around. Once our help, try to get to the truth with War of the Roses to catch a cheater. Hey, Lisa. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Thank you. This is the week of love. Nobody cheats during the week of love. <laughs> really? Oh. Actually, isn't today side piece day? Yes. No, today's Galentine's. It's not, oh, it's the next day, day after. Uh, All right, so right. you got Galentine's, Valentine's, side piece. Yes, Galentine's today, okay. your main, and then your side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lisa, yeah, why would you test this during Valentine's Day? Well, I've been burned before, and I just want to test this out before I possibly get burned again. All right, let's hear what you got going on. So, I had an amazing first date last weekend um, with someone I've been crushing on for a long time. He was a former client of my company. Um, I mean, we, we had never worked directly with each other, but, you know, I would just see him from a distance, and we would lock eyes with each other. He was, you know, exactly my type but I never got a chance to talk to him before he left the company he was working for. So kind of forgot about him. Several months go by, 
then I was at the Starbucks in my office, and I saw him. So he came over to me, and after a few minutes of small talk, he asked if he could take me out for a drink, which I was very excited for, because I have been crushing on this guy for like two years now. So a few nights later, we met for the drinks. We had dinner. We had an amazing night, amazing conversation. It went on for hours and hours, and I... You know, we've been talking every day. We've been texting every day. And we have plans for this weekend after Valentine's Day, um, which I'm really excited for. But I mentioned this all to my coworker who knew that I had a crush on him back then. And her response was that she's pretty sure he's had a longtime girlfriend for years. Um, and I told her, I mean, if they if he did, I'm sure they have broken up. Otherwise, why would he ask me out? Um, and she said she didn't think so and that she had a mutual friend in common with his supposed girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't anyone else in the office that knows him or like knows that I was ever interested in him because the, the people that used to work with him directly aren't at our office anymore and I you know I didn't keep in touch with them I did a little bit of social media stalking <laughs> uh, but there's no signs of any girlfriends on Instagram or Facebook so I would love to use your war of the roses to see if he does in fact have a girlfriend God, what I like about this is you're doing it at the very beginning, so you're not wasting a whole bunch of time on this, dude, <laughs> to be honest with you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if there, doesn't social media say a lot, though? I mean, if there's no pictures of a significant other at all or no mention, isn't that kind of clear? No, you say no, not Mo clear. Mo doesn't no. have any pictures of his significant other because he likes to keep his relationship private. Well, and he's also messing around on her. He is. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. I'm outside. How many are there now? I have no idea. Six, seven? Lowest count. Eight, something like yeah, that? Yeah, somewhere around there. I think yeah. nine after him and Kristen got together. Uh... Nine. Yeah. I'm trying to get into double digits, man. I'm working on it. But in most cases, I think, right? No, most no. guys I know don't post their lady. I mean, sometimes they'll post them on like, uh, like an Instagram story because it disappears. But guys, just don't put the same kind of weight on an Instagram page is the same way that girls do. Girls be posting, and they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I mean, first you had to do a soft launch, and then you may get to a hard launch, and yeah, it's a whole yeah, thing. Don't it's we a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. I can see why a lot of guys wouldn't post. Plus, if you if you deal with a breakup, then people got to get to watch that, too. So I, I can see why you wouldn't go down that path. All right, so if we do this today slash tonight, then she finds out tomorrow morning on Valentine's Day if this guy, if she's got plans or not. Oh, tomorrow, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, if he asked her out for the 15th and we already know <laughs> it's side piece day, then yeah. I think that tells us everything. Right? I think the fact that she's being asked out on the 15th is more than enough reason to believe that he actually has a girl in his life. I think that speaks volume, so I'm not mad at her for trying to figure it out. Really? I do. I like I like this idea of doing this even before you guys barely start going out and finding out and saving time before you even indulge in a relationship. Oh, yeah. I just got on a call with somebody for my podcast, and she was the girlfriend in this situation. She just found out that her boyfriend was dating another girl for seven months. Where do people find the time? Seriously. Oh, we could do this. Later on in the show, Abby, about like mm. how long were you getting messed around with before you found out? Oh. We've done this before, and it's been 15 years. It's insane. Yeah. How do people juggle? I don't know. Lisa, all right, um, hang on for us uh, for just a second. We'll get some more info when we will test him tonight. And with any luck at all for Valentine's Day, we say, You're good. Don't worry about it. Nothing to fear. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The Bird Show. 
All right, so today is Galentine's Day? Yes! Right. February 13th is Galentine's Day. Brag on your bestie. We haven't done this in a long time. We've done brag on your husband, brag on your wife, brag on your kids. But today, in honor of Galentine's Day and the incomparable Miss Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. we are going to brag on our bestie. So 1-855-BIRTH-SHOW, 855-237-8746 if you would like to brag on your bestie. So are you looking for like Dream stories like my bestie did blankety blank 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 when I was going through this. Are you looking for extreme stories? It doesn't have to be extreme. It no. can be something like super small and trivial. I mean, it could be anything. If you have a ride or die be- ride or die bestie in your life that you would love to highlight today, by all means, please do. 1-855-BIRTSHOW, 855-237-8746. So, like, I would love to highlight my bestie, Amanda. She and I have been best friends for 30 plus years. We met the last day of third grade, right? And as of recently, she has been through it. Um, She has had to see and endure things as a parent that nobody should. Um, And she just keeps putting one foot in front of the other. I asked earlier this year, all my girlfriends, like what their word was for 2024 and hers is persistence, um, which I think is perfect for her because she's definitely had to persevere. She has six kids that she loves dearly and that she um, cares so beautifully for each one and their individual needs. She's also very tired. She's exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> she needs help and she's exhausted. Um, so I just want to give her some love today uh, for Valentine's Day. So I'll make sure to send this to her, but also um, I'm going to go call her up and just tell her how much I love her. Abby, you want in on this? Yeah, I want to brag on my best friend from college, Virginia. We have been best friends for about seven and a half years. And just last month, she called me up and she told me that she just got accepted into a pediatric dental residency nice. in our college town of Gainesville. Not Georgia. Gainesville, Florida. So she's going to be a Gator for two more years. I'm so proud of her. And she just started dating a guy who is not a D-bag. Which, honestly... Uh, how long has she been dating? Yeah, how long? Time. I'm more proud of that than I think the dental school. I'm like, you found a good one. Is it the first three months of the relationship? Um... Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's on the clock. <laughs> it is that four months, all right? Uh, good morning, Kelsey. You are on the birth show. Krista would like you to brag on your best friend. It is Valentine's Day. My best friend's name is Terry, and she is the best in the whole wide world. My birthday was yesterday, just turned 30. And she spent all weekend in Miami with me, even had her husband come down to spend $600 on us to ensure that I had the best 30th birthday in the whole wide world. You had an oh, awesome nice. 30 30 then, didn't you? I did. It was amazing, you guys. That's fantastic. <laughs> we got my suite upgraded to a penthouse suite. Okay. Hey. I know every time I go to Miami now, I'm going to tell them I'm turning 30. <laughs> uh, Candy, good morning. You are on the Burt Show. Brag on your best friend. Hi, I have been in a long-term relationship. My friend has been my friend since elementary school. She helped get me out of it. Not only did she help me move out, she let me move into her house for six months and picked me back up. Mm. Good for her. Nice. Good for you. That's incredible. That's a good woman right there. Happy Valentine's Day. And Lorenda, good morning. You were on the Burt Show. Hi. Good morning. Good Good morning. morning. Oh, I'm on. It's you. My name's Lorenda. Hello. I am a longtime listener. Okay. So my best friend, Kat, she's an amazing woman. 
she has actually, you know, been single for a while now. So this is a perfect time to brag on her. But she is the best mom. Her kids, uh, she has one boy who's gone to college. And then she adopted one of the boys that is a best friend of his. Um, And so now they're both going to college. She's, you know, an empty nester. But, you know, we're going to do Galentine's tonight, I hope. I'm going to call her up and try to get together with her. But she's a great woman. So Kat Smith. Appreciate you calling. Thank you. Yeah. Women's relationships, for the most part, are much deeper, right, than dudes are? Tend to be, yes. Yeah, we like to keep it right about here. <laughs> yeah, here's good. Yeah. <laughs> right, there, right there on the surface. Hey, Tara, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hey, um, so my best friend is Erin Dyer. We've been best friends since our first day at Georgia State together 21 years ago. Our relationship can drink. Um, she has stuck with me through everything, including a divorce that everyone else acted like I was crazy for, and mm. she was the first person to understand when I said I was walking away why um, we lost our little sister her little sister but she's my second family three years ago and she's just been through a lot and she's been there for me for everything so I just want to tell her how much I love her That's beautiful. well happy Galentine's, happy Galentine's Day happy- Yay! the Burt Show warning warning Valentine's Day is coming there are what? days before Valentine's Day Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Shout out Dolly Parton because she is just a better person than all of us. A couple weeks ago, country singer L. King got super drunk on stage during a tribute to Dolly. I think it was for her birthday. And it was pretty embarrassing. I'll tell you one thing more. I'll tell you one thing more. Hi, my name is L. King. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah. It was pretty bad, especially since it was a tribute to Dolly. A lot of people were wondering, how is Dolly Parton going to feel about this when she finds out? And Dolly was a really good sport about it. Elle is really a great artist. She's a great girl. And she's been going through a lot of hard things lately. Oh. And she just had a little too much to drink. So let's just forgive that and forget it and move on because she felt worse than anybody ever could. <laughs> Sounds about Dolly. That, yep. That's yeah. going to make her feel El King, make her feel worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would have rather her gotten yelled at. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that she was a good sport about it, and hopefully uh, El King bounces back from this little setback. Yeah, that is Dolly's whole thing. It's mm. forgiveness. Like, Dolly doesn't hold a grudge. Dolly forgives, and um, I think that's something a lot of people can learn from. And she looks good in a Cowboys cheerleading yes, uniform. Yes, she yeah. does. Big facts. Which, by the way, I was a little bit disappointed that Reba didn't show up in one also. <laughs> For the <laughs> national anthem? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I know Cassie's going to know the answer to this, but do you guys know what the most watched broadcast of all time is? All time? All time. Is the it- most watched broadcast of all time. It's old school, right? Old school. I- Isn't it MASH? Nope. It's up there, but it's not MASH. It's so hard. It's so hard to even compare because there were only three networks back I in know. the day, right? Uh, I don't know. I would think it would be a sporting event like one of the Super Bowls. I'm surprised. I, I, I thought I was going to answer him. Y'all be like, well, of course we know what this is. You don't know what it is. Is it when JR got shot for da- on Dallas? Nope. Hmm. It's not a sporting event? It's not a sporting event. What? Wow. It's not the Friends it's finale, is it? Is Cassie about to come in hot with the answer? I don't, I don't, I don't <gasps> think so. You don't know? Is it 
Grey's Anatomy? No, 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 no. It is the Apollo moon landing. That is the most watched broadcast of all time. As it should be. (laughs) Somewhere somewhere between 125 million and 150 million people ended up watching it. But the Super Bowl this weekend is now the second most watched broadcast of all time. And I'm wondering if you can get anywhere close to how many people watched it. If you had to take a guess, how many households tuned in? What's your number? I'm going to say 100 mil. 85. 85? 123. Bird is the closest. Uh, it was one, 123, 400,000 people. So we're literally like 500,000 people away from being the most Damn. watched broadcast wow. of all time. Yeah. The moon landing is, it, it's, it could have been 150 million. It's not like a, it's not like a set number, but it's 125 to 150. So it's now, pretty crazy. Last year's was the most watched Super Bowl. And I think this year's, because now this one passes it up. Who who are we going to say was the influence this year uh, sure. to get it past the, the t- over the top? Uh, sure. <laughs> I think not. Uh, sure. Yeah. Right. It was definitely the, the Swifties, right? Yeah, the Swifties. And apparently 20% of Chiefs fans say they tuned in specifically to see Taylor Swift, which turned out to be a little bit of a disappointment because she was only shown for 54 total seconds, which is 0.36% of the entire game. So if you're That's a hater. That's plenty. That's plenty. That is a lot. That is. Oh, my God. How many pictures of the other wives did we get or girlfriends right. or whatever zero they showed beyonce for like two seconds <laughs> did you see them showing leonardo dicaprio and he picked his nose no, no. <laughs> so they were showing all i mean because obviously it was like a who's who of celebrities so they're going back and forth um and they it panned to his uh leonardo dicaprio's box and his friend like two dudes sitting there told him and he had his hat on and he covered his face but he took the thumb and he did the dig with the thumb oh, God. Oh. and then they popped on over to Goldblum, and um so and then he was like he was fantastic in his box seat but yeah i was just like leo wtf man nah, like, I, f- I feel like he is living like to challenge women like okay here i'm i'm i know you're gonna sleep with me anyway so i'm gonna pick my nose on national tv <laughs> and you're still gonna you're still gonna want to date me it's actually brilliant because he's not gonna lose anything like he doesn't care but what a great way to make sure that they don't pan to you again and get some privacy than uh, to pick your go. nose no. They're not going to come back to you. That They're going to get the, off you immediately. That would make you, you then want to go on to you more, I think, to mm-hmm. get you in there. Mm-hmm. And then they had comparisons of um, Taylor Swift's box compared to Kim Kardashian's box. And, like, <laughs> the side-by-side comparisons, Taylor's box was bumping. They were having such a good time. Kim's box looked so boring. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> They're all sitting there on their phones. I mean, Kendall Jenner could not have looked any more bored if she wanted to. <laughs> it was hilarious. Did you see Sarah Jessica Parker? Parker reading a book. No. no. She had a book. She was just reading, laughing at the book. And at one point, she like had sunk down in her seat and the book was flat in front of her face, like blocking the entire view of the field. And I was like, goals. Why go? Why go? Oh, All that money. Book talk girlies, no, please. <laughs> All right. Amazon is getting sued for how much they're charging you. I'll explain why on your next Evas on the Bird Show. The Bird Show make an offer to you guys, but I'm not exactly sure how I feel about it. Okay, here you got, we're on the cusp of Valentine's Day, right? And I know that there have been women that have called up before and said, you know what, to be honest with you, I will send myself flowers 
which I guess Miley Cyrus has made popular. I can send myself flowers. (laughs) I will send myself flowers in the office. So I get the whole office just kind of like buzzing on who is sending Kristen flowers. Because there's so many flowers coming from the hubbies or whatever. And you've been single and you just didn't want to like sit this one out. So you sent yourself flowers, right? I want to make that offer to you guys. Is there anybody listening today that would like flowers sent to your single you would like flowers sent to you in the office or wherever with your story. However, one eight five five Bircho. Is this kind of rock bottom? No. no. Come on now. Absolutely yeah. not. Do you think Miley Cyrus is at rock bottom? She can send herself flowers. She was when she wrote that song. She, she, she wrote that song to inspire the people who are at rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> like, shouldn't we be embracing? Shouldn't you embrace, well, like, being single? Who cares no. if there are other people out there that are celebrating their love? I've said this before. Half of those people are looking to get out of their relationships. Anyway, They want to be you. They want to be single. May- maybe there's somebody in your office that is just shoving their love in everybody's face, and you want to shut them up. All right? Okay. And so, right. in this instance, it's not about that you're not happy being single. It's just somebody else in the office. Is just so overtly pushing their relationship, and instead of wanting, they want all the attention. So you're going to give them a little dose of their own medicine, and you're going to get some attention okay. by sending flowers. Th- that scenario, I feel like I can embrace that one better. Okay, I think you can be single and also appreciate some flowers. Like, why should only people in happy relationships get to have some nice foliage around their apartment? I think it should be equal for all. <laughs> Mo's got thoughts. I'm I'm not mad at self care and loving on yourself. If you buy yourself flowers, have them sent to your house because you want to love yourself. I mm-hmm. see nothing wrong with Agreed. that. But having flowers sent to your work so that you can make people believe that you are in a relationship just to end up going home alone with those flowers, <laughs> that's kind of down bad. You take those flowers home, right? Yes. And you look at them from work. Hey, that's even sadder. That's sadder. Hey. That was the worst. I'm living a lie. Yes. Listen, we're going to embrace those. Okay. That are down bad. Okay. They're laying on the ground. We're gonna cuddle up. We're gonna we're gonna lay down on the ground with them and spoon them okay. through this Valentine's Day. Okay. Not, not me. I'm already on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Abby, do you want us to send flowers to the station tomorrow? You just told me it's rock bottom. The <laughs> <laughs> least we could do is send you flowers. <laughs> You're making me feel bad. Yes. <laughs> All right, Madison here uh, is on the voice disguiser. Madison, would you like flowers sent from uh, rock bottom florist? <laughs> today oh, no. <laughs> well i do need some embracing here so i'm a little nervous after hearing you guys um i need some spooning i guess um i i work in an office of mostly women so hear me out here mm-hmm. uh they they are all so quickly uh clicky i mean it's like mm-hmm. ridiculous it very rude just quite frankly very rude women uh they all are also married or uh, a few are, are in a long-term relationship mm-hmm. So they all seem to act like they are better than me uh, or something. Like okay. if they just always like little tidbit um, comments here and there. I don't know what it is. I've always tried to become friend- friends with them collectively and individually. I try my best. No, Madison, yeah. you're a threat because you're the single one. Uh-huh. So women who are married or in long-term uh-huh. relationships tend to view single women as a threat. But what am I going to, like, I'm a nice person. I've I never know. done anything for them to be so cold. I'm like, why? Is it just because I'm single? Yeah. Um, Which isn't fair. There, There's a kicker. It, it, it also feels worse because my ex-boyfriend, who we broke up several years ago, is now married and his wife is in the office. She mm. works in the office mm. and is part of this mean girl group. 
So uh, she and these other women just love to talk about their husbands and boyfriends and whatnot. And I know they all look at me like I'm pathetically single. Like they just really clown on me. I hate it. I love to just put them in their place by actually getting flowers on Valentine's Day. Done! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is kind of what you were looking for. This is like the only acceptable thing here. It's not the only acceptable. I mean, I'm sure we could come up with another one. I don't know off the top of my head, but (laughs) this absolutely fits, like, fits what we're trying to do here. Well, maybe if there was a radio host who always talked about being single on the air and all of her coworkers (laughs) felt bad for her because she's always talking about being single, she could get sent flowers, too. (laughs) (laughs) Only if she does an entire show in that voice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Madison, if that will make you feel better and Mm -hmm. you get to show up the women in the office, we can certainly do that for you if that's what you really want. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please, okay. please, please, please. It was well explained. Wait, what, what's your favorite flower? So roses. Of course. I mean, I know I oh, she's so ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got the order form pulled up. <laughs> she's like, I'll send you the Amazon link. <laughs> I'll I'll take others, but roses with a little bit of, like, baby's breath. Okay. You know, like baby breath around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Red, red roses it is because red roses mean True love. But, I mean, if we're going to do this, though, don't we need to send her, like, two dozen roses? Because the other women in the office are going to get a dozen. Yeah. But her man, her man goes over the top. It's, he loves hey, her. We send two dozen. It's they, they ain't cheap. It's your budget. Go ahead. Two dozen. If we're okay. going to do this, go all that. in. Yes. Let's, <laughs> I love that. I mean, three is awesome. Even more. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's negotiating. Right. I didn't realize that we were going to be doing an auction. How about, how about four? Do I hear four? Four. <laughs> Extra baby breath. Uh, all right, Madison, hold on one sec. We'll get the info where you want these sent, and we'll check with you tomorrow, okay? See if your evil plan oh worked, gosh, okay? Thank you. Okay, right. thank you. Thanks. Get it. The Bird Show. I wanted to have a strong take on this, but I'm nervous. So I saw this list this morning of the top things that people are expecting for Valentine's Day, right? And my take here is almost like these should be bare minimum. So I'm almost like asking people for more on Valentine's Day where we've taken so many calls from people saying that, oh, you know what? It's just one of those days that's forced on us. Do we really need to celebrate? I say if you're going to do it, these seem so lame. You should do it way better. This is not acceptable. What's the list? Flowers, of course. Yeah. Is the number one thing. Mm -hmm. I love my hydrangea I get every year. Shouldn't that be a given, though? Like, what else besides flowers? A card. Okay. The others on the list are candy. These are just like such Valentine's Day cliches that it feels to me like you're getting the bare amount of credit on Valentine's Day when you're supposed to be celebrating your love. Well, you have to know your man's strength and weaknesses. And some, Isn't you know. not giving him too much like. Yes. No, I can see that. It's like, it's basically like a get out of jail free card. And like, I, I know you suck at this, so I'm just going to take whatever you can do. But get you a man. My husband, there's always a bag of Dove, cho- uh, Dove dark chocolates in the refrigerator. And whenever Ooh. it goes empty, he, he fills it again. Because that's okay. how I, I do myself a little, a little sweet treat whenever I need something. That's, okay. That is a perfect yeah. example right there of think, looking, putting some thought into to it, yeah. having it ready, always prepared, because this man loves you, right? Mm-hmm. That is above and beyond just the bare minimum, which these seven things here 
are such the Ooh. bare minimum that I don't even know. God, I hate to do this to dudes. Yeah, I don't even. I'm feeling it. I know. Oh, <laughs> you, you should stop. I mean, it's so minimal. Like, if you're in love, right? Uh-huh. There's nothing more important than that. It's got to be worth more than flowers and a card. Okay, so let's try to guess the other seven things. You've said flowers, candy. Yeah. I'm sure card is on there, right? Card is on there. Again, I will. I would submit that is. Yeah. That should be bare minimum. Speaking okay. of bare. A teddy bear. Oh, like a stuffed Ooh. animal? Is that on there? Teddy bear is not on oh, here. Dinner oh, reservations. Dinner reservation is. Okay, at least with dinner reservations, he had to think of your favorite place. He had actually had to make a call, not just showing up and sitting at the bar. At least he gets some kind of credit there. Special favors? Is that on the list? It's not. That's, that's Nothing shocking. physical uh, is on there at all. Cooking for someone. What's that? Cooking for someone. Uh, not, but I think that is yeah. a great one right there. Rather than going out to dinner, it takes some effort. I think you get more credit for that one. Unless True. you don't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> or you're really bad at it. I mean, jewelry is not small. Please tell me that's not on the list. Jewelry is on the list. Uh, that's a big okay. deal. That's a big one. That's the one right there that made me feel like, okay, yeah. it's a lukewarm take. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hot take. So we're up to five. There's two more. I'm trying to think, like, or what are kind of like basic Valentine's Day gifts. Mm, what uh, if I never received on February 14th? One I absolutely love. hate. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say love? <laughs> What have I never received on Valentine's Day? Cassie said love. Attention, affection, company. In 2004, my mom got me a light bulb for Valentine's Day. Damn. You owe that woman a hug. I love you, Abby. Cry. Of the two left on this bare minimum list, although I'll tell you what, these are the things that women are saying that they are expecting on Valentine's Day, and I'm saying you're not expecting enough. There are two left. God, what? It, I can't think clothes? of anything. Clothes is one of the two. Really? Take that. Now, here's where I like Here's where I like clothes. If you're going to get her clothes, you have to know her size, which takes a lot of effort on a dude's part. And then you got to know what her style is. So I would give credit for that. No, my husband, if he ever buys me clothes, I'm divorcing him. I've, I've never even tried it. No, absolutely not. Um, and the last one I absolutely hate. It feels so cold to me. Oh, a gift card? Yes. Oh, a gift card. Yes. Yeah. What? We got to do better than that, right? I'm 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 down with the gift card. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to take just about anything at this point. So I feel like I'm so creatively challenged with gift giving that in a relationship, <laughs> you gotta crush birthdays, you gotta crush Christmas, you gotta crush anniversaries. It should at least be one thing in there where I know flowers is gonna do. Like that's <laughs> that's what Valentine's Day is for me. So the list is this: candy was number one, greeting cards two flowers, an evening out, jewelry, clothing, a gift cer- certificate. The bar is set low to me uh, if you just do one of those. Well, what? Okay. You, you want to make another list? Yeah. Um, you come, yeah. Okay, come up with your own list then. Okay. Um, Mr. Which, Love. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I can do that. Right. Anything that's personal, I think the cooking thing for somebody okay. is really, really great. That would be number right. one. They, they got cooking. Now you got to come up with eight others. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really expecting that. Yeah. All right, all right. I will, okay. g- I will give you seven more. All right. Okay. Drugs, so can't, drugs can't be one. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> get it. The Bird Show. He is becoming... 
Um, what's a word I'm looking for? He's not, he's past even being an actor now. He's like filled with this amazing wisdom, Keanu Reeves, some better than others. But I told you guys a couple of weeks ago that I thought the best advice he gave was he was just like at his, uh, uh, he's at a point in his life now where people say that one in one is three. He's like, that's cool. <laughs> he don't want to argue with anyone. And last week he put out a video that was really, really small, but really impactful when it comes to being broken up with. Seven billion people in the world. So when one of them behaves badly toward you, he's actually doing you a great favor because he's saving you time. He's telling you that he's not worth your while. He's freeing you to say, thank you for the information. I will now move on to the 6,999,999,999 other people, some of whom may have some value. He's forgetting those people suck, too. <laughs> he's Keanu. He doesn't look at it that way. He's Keanu Reeves. He's not meeting all the... He's meeting the one percenters. Uh, he become Hollywood's Buddha? I know. He's like a philosopher right. now, right? right? I don't know when that happened. <laughs> he didn't need it. All right, Mo. So it turns out your dude uh, and you are were feeling your age over the weekend, yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty embarrassed by the way that my dude's birthday celebration went over the weekend. And I think the universe might have been sending us a very clear sign that um, we are washed now. And we, we, we uh, I don't know if you guys have ever gone on a trip, one trip where you just completely realize that you are not who you used to be. <laughs> And you cannot hang out like you used to. You can't party like you used to. You can't vacation like you used to. And your body makes it very clear. <laughs> and there's just nothing you can do about it. You keep fighting it, though, because your mind is like, no, nah, I know I can still do this. I know I can. And eventually you give in to your body. You're like, it's just I can't anymore. I had three full days of that fight when I chose to go with my guy out of the country to celebrate his birthday. And it, it, uh, it became very clear pretty fast what the universe was trying to tell us because normally when we go out when we go on these vacations i always book where we stay um and i hate that about me and my group of friends like i hate that i have to be the guy to make the plans and to set everything up so this one time since it was his birthday i was like do you want me to take it or do you want to take it it's your birthday it's your choice and he said i got it this time i know you always do it it's my birthday let me take care of it so i said cool so i didn't have to do anything but get there which i loved and when I got there and we walked in, I immediately realized that this resort was unlike any resort I had ever been to in all of my travels. For one, we walked in and it was it was early. It was maybe three o'clock or so. There's no DJ. There's no music. It's like eerily quiet, just very quiet. So I'm not mad at that. I like I like the peace and 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 and, and quietness. But then I'm looking around. I'm starting to realize that no one here looks like me. No one here is my age. And then I start to realize no one here is even close to my age. So at first, I didn't think much of it. But then we go upstairs, get rid of our bags. We're like, let's go downstairs and get a drink. Let's go to the bar. Mind you, at this point, it's probably 6.30 p.m. We go to the bar. There's no bartender anymore. <laughs> In between us going upstairs and coming back down, the bartender is gone. So we look at the sign. It's like the signs around the bar of, like, activities that are coming up. The first sign we see is happy night for the seniors. We had a retirement resort. <laughs> oh, no, you're on. not. Your buddy booked a retirement resort? This nah. man booked a retirement resort. Come <laughs> on. I'm so serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. I mean, I'm like. Oh, you you got to be kidding me, man. So, now, I thought it was funny. Oh, right? it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. He did not. <laughs> I don't think that's the way he planned on spending his birthday. <laughs> and so, he was embarrassed, and I think he was really upset. So, I'm laughing, 
He's not. And then we start looking at the activities. And I had to take video and pictures of this because I'm like, <laughs> no one's going to believe this, right? The, the activities, true story, every night, 7.30 p.m. on a dot, bingo. Oh, no. <laughs> every night, every single sign was a different bingo night. And all of the parties stopped at 5 p.m. Like, everything shut down at 5 p.m. There was nothing going on after that. So, literally... Every person at this resort is probably 65 or older, living their best <laughs> retired life, and they are all looking at us like, what the hell are y'all doing here? <laughs> like, who let y'all in? How did you find this place? And he's like, no, we got to we gotta leave. And I'm like, it's, once you're there, yeah. we, done, we done went through the, the drive to get there, took the bath. I'm like, I'm not leaving, bro. We can go visit other places, <laughs> but this is just going to be what it is for the weekend. I feel like that takes the pressure off of you entirely, man. Yeah. As the youngest one there, you're going to be the hottest, the most energetic. <laughs> you're running that place. That's what we thought. So, ironically, I'm making all of these jokes about where he has us staying in this trip. And the first, and it's just the two of you guys, right? It is just the two of us. Oh, and my I, God. This I'm, is priceless. Can you imagine the looks? I mean, even when we went from the resort to the beach because it was like a private beach, I thought maybe when we get to the beach, it'll be more of a crowd that we're looking for. No. The beach was the same exact thing. So this entire place, I mean, every single individual who saw us, you could feel them looking and just trying to figure out what we were doing there. We had no <laughs> business in this place. You're looking for some sugar grannies. Yeah, sugar grannies. <laughs> That's where we are at this point. <sighs> but it's ironic how it worked out because we went out the first night, and the plan was obviously to go out. We only had three nights, so it's like, <laughs> let's turn it up every night and make this all worth it. Sure. The second night, the, uh, the power went out. The power went out at maybe <laughs> 7.30 p.m. Now, you're talking about the power at the resort or the people at the resort? Both. <laughs> okay. Both. <laughs> and at that point, we had already had a few drinks from being on the beach. And so we were like, hey, let's just go and change. And then we'll go get some food. We'll go get something to eat. We'll figure it out. We'll get off this resort and go find you a party so you can celebrate your birthday. How many times were you offered white Russians at the bar? <laughs> <laughs> it was never a bartender. We didn't make it on time. The bartender was never there. At 7 p.m., I go in and I remember saying to myself, I'm going to lay down for 10 minutes. I woke up. It was like 3 in the morning. No. <laughs> it was 3 in the morning. And I got up and I was in a panic because I was like, oh, no, he's going to kill me. This is his birthday. I'm supposed to be turning it up with him. He in his room sleep. <laughs> Knocked out. Gone. So the next day we wake up and we're like, all right, dude, we, we, we had one night of just rest and relaxation. Now we got to really turn it up. It's our last night here. So we, that's the, the, the day we ended up going to the resort where I lost him <laughs> earlier in the day because we yeah. went to a resort where there were people more our age. And obviously we thought. That we could drink and turn up, and we got too excited. Yep. And I found him passed out on a bench at 6.30 p.m. <laughs> so every picture I have of him, I had to put the timestamp of what time it was so people would understand. Yeah. It is 6 o'clock, and we are both down. <laughs> <laughs> Two nights in a row celebrating his birthday out of the country, supposed to be lit. We did not make it to 7 p.m., and ironically, we were staying in a retirement home. <laughs> that was literally what his birthday weekend looked like. Maybe they were just pumping, like, that old oxygen oh, yeah. into your place. Probably. That probably just made were. you tired by <laughs> You probably were. The place I realized it, man, and it's hard, is Vegas, you know? Mm. Like, living in San Diego, I used to go to Vegas all the time when I was 21. We'd go for five days, party, party, party. 
you know, you get back to the room at three in the morning or four in the morning, you're back out of the pool at nine and you feel great. And then your seven days becomes five days and your next trip to Vegas becomes three days and then two days. And then you get tired just flying over Las Vegas. (laughs) That's when your body realizes I can't do this anymore. I I am completely in a new place in life. And I thought when we were leaving that he was going to feel the way and be like, man, we only got to go out once. It's my birthday. That dude looked at me and said, I had the time of my life. <laughs> Thank you for supporting me and my birthday. I said, we are washed, man. <laughs> it's the Burt Show. Get it? The Burt Show.